Hi everyone, welcome back to the Innovators Podcast. On this week's episode, we sat down with Max Muscle, a 2017 graduate of Iowa State University. Recently, Max has been working on creating an app called Updo. Updo is an at-home grooming service app that allows for services such as hair, nails, makeup, and eyelashes to be accessible at your own home on your own time. I really enjoyed this conversation with Max, and I hope that you do as well. Today I'm here with Max Muscle from Updo Podcast. He drove all the way here from Minneapolis, so we're very thankful to have him today with the Innovators Podcast. Um, He is creating an app called Updo, which is supposed to be launching here in a couple months. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I'll let you go ahead and introduce yourself a little bit more, explain kind of what Updo is and where you're at with the process. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, first and foremost, I want to say thank you to Iowa State and College of Business for, for having me on. I've been looking forward to, to the podcast and, and coming in and sharing our story. Um, so yeah, I, as you mentioned, create an app. It's called Updo. Um, in short, and I'm sure we'll, we'll get into it, but Updo is your app for at-home on-demand beauty services. Um, can tell you all about the the foundational stories and everything like that, but from a timeline perspective, uh, we should be launching here in July, which wow. is kind of crazy to to think about. I was doing my my taxes, like most of us, uh, yes. <laughs> in, in, a couple weeks ago, and kind of tripped down memory lane thinking about all the expenses and everything that we've been able to to get done, and it, it's really been less than a year the the whole journey. So kind of fun to, to look back, but mm-hmm. yeah, launching here in, in, in July and starting our, our, our business in, in Madison, couldn't be happier to, to be in the Madison area. And yeah, just excited to, to tell you about the story. Awesome. And then I forgot to mention too, that you're a 2017 grad here at Iowa State. And so tell us a little bit about just what you've been up to since graduation and how the podcast kind of fits in with that story i mean it hasn't been that long too so if there's any other experiences or things that you tried out that didn't work and how you got to be into the app creating world yeah yeah absolutely so uh when when i was in in school like most of us uh, had a variety of different um internships right And, and wanted to come in and and try try a lot of different things right so everything from product management internships to advertising and 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 marketing um and and it was during that path that i i I really fell in love with technology and and wanted to pursue a career in tech so um as i was interviewing in in my final semester uh was looking at a variety of different companies actually ended up falling in love with workday and at the time workday (laughs) right right and you know it it was so funny because at the time i would chat with advisors and, and mentors and you know, Workday, it wasn't the, the household brand that it is today, mm-hmm. right? And it's kind of saying, okay, I want to go into tech sales and I want to pursue a career in tech and, and Workday is, is the place. And so many of my friends and so many of my colleagues in the, the College of Business, they went towards consulting. And, and that kind of felt like the, the natural sort of starting point for, for folks in their career. And it felt like I, I was um, taking a risk and, and going out on a, on, a, on a limb, pursuing a career in tech and, and starting at Workday. And um, looking back, couldn't have been happier with, with that decision. That took me out to Salt Lake City, Utah, which, as you can imagine, a, a kid from the, the Twin Cities, born and raised in, in St. Paul and then going to school in 
Iowa really knew nothing about Utah, knew nothing about Salt Lake City. The only thing I, I, I knew was, um, you know, it's a, it's a beautiful spot and, the, you know, the mountains are there. But, um, yeah, moved out to, to Salt Lake City in January of, of 2018. Started my career at, at Workday there, was in Salt Lake for about a year in more of a, a business development function like so many folks kind of start their career in, in tech sales and um, ended up getting the promotion out to, to run the territory in the, the greater PAC Northwest. So mm-hmm. um, after that year in Salt Lake, moved out to, to Seattle, uh, was managing the, the territory there before joining Google. Um, so I'm full-time uh, at Google Cloud Platform which when you think of kind of all the, the alphabet entities, of course, you have the, the G Suites, the Gmails, the YouTube, and Google Ads, but Google Cloud within uh, greater alphabet is, is kind of the, the startup w- within that space. Um, so it was an opportunity I couldn't say no to. That was in, in March of, of 2020. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I started my career right in, in, in the middle of the pandemic. It was kind of funny. I had my final round interview in Chicago mm-hmm. and <clears throat> it was it was in person and it was in their beautiful new office there in, in Fulton River District and it was it was Thursday first week of, of March and I was laying in my hotel room that that Friday morning thinking okay I could fly back to Seattle today or I could go out to the Twin Cities and surprise my parents maybe fly back Sunday mm-hmm. so that's what I ended up doing and it was that Friday that Rudy Gobert tested positive I mean, the NCAA shut down, oh, yeah. NBA shut down. I mean, that was the, the weekend of COVID-19. In it was like Friday the 13th or something like that. Yeah, uh-huh. it was ridiculous. <clears throat> uh, so what was supposed to be a long weekend uh, at home turned into four months at home. And onboarding yeah. remote, I mean, I, and, uh, Seattle at the time was kind of the hotbed for, for COVID. So, sure. yeah, wasn't able to, to get back and you know, get my, my stuff from, from Seattle until June. So was, was hunkered down at home with two pairs of pants, four <laughs> t-shirts and kind of living, living off, uh, off my parents there for a little bit, but it was, uh, it was kind of a, a crazy ride and yeah, I've been with Google ever since. Cool. Well, and I think that that whole experience obviously brought you to where you are with Updo. Mm-hmm. Um, were you able to think through any of the idea stages or brainstorming stages of up to while you're at home kind of with nothing else to do yeah yeah absolutely so it was during that time I mean it, so many of us you know you're you're left with one one thing during that time mm-hmm. and it was time right yeah, it was a, a <laughs> lot of time um so you know when I when I got to uh when I got home and was able to to get my my skis under me at, at Google I kind of thought okay I've been thinking about this business ad- idea, and at the time it wasn't called up to. At the time, we didn't have a, a trademark, and mm-hmm. kind of thought, okay, if if there isn't a better time to do it, it's it's now, right? right? And and might as well put in the the, the time to, to to build the company. And yeah, started uh, started that journey in in April, May of of 2020, and mm-hmm. kind of getting the, the the ball rolling in terms of of building the business. That's just crazy. It, it would be really interesting to know once we get through all of the COVID stuff, what other, I mean, innovative things have been created during this time of just having so much time, as you mentioned. And then I want to go back to, you mentioned the word gamble about getting started on your, um, the technology piece of the, of the app and kind of that innovative style. Um, a lot of the other interviews that we've done, they've always talked about 
different qualities that entrepreneurs have and that it's just the risk factor. It's like you're chasing something that's out there. Can you speak a little bit on behalf of like what qualities you kind of have brought to creating this app? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I think to, to help answer that that question, I'll rewind to really when I, I first thought about the idea mm-hmm. and thought about the, the business idea about behind Updo. It was back when I was living in Salt Lake City. It was probably six, seven months into to my time out there. And it's a beautiful, beautiful uh, part of the, the country and w- would oftentimes go for walks around the neighborhood after after work. And it was kind of un- unwinding at the end of the day. And I kept thinking about you know, what, what are the areas of innovation that we've seen in our lifetimes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and in my mind, um, you know, during that time, it came to, you know, the, the growth and the maturation of the rideshare industry, right? So Uber and Lyft quite literally creating an industry uh, of their own, right? Mm-hmm. And completely changing how we get around town. And then you think about the Airbnbs, right? Um, or, or VRBO, changing the way we, we travel. I, I studied abroad in, in Spain, I never once stayed in a hotel. It was mm-hmm. only Airbnb, right? So you think about, okay, the, these are the brands and the, the companies that started 15 years ago. And then you think about what, what's taking off more recently, right? With meal delivery, grocery delivery, companies like in, in Instacart, for example, where you know it, five, six years ago, they were a, a, a small company. And now, especially after the, the pandemic, they are a household brand. I mean, mm-hmm. people depend on, on them. For sure. So that was back in, in 2018 that I, w- I was thinking about this. And I kept thinking, you know, could there be a, an opportunity like that, but in the health and beauty space? And what would that look like? And I landed on at-home grooming mm-hmm. and on-demand grooming. And I, I remember that, that day pretty clearly. I, I called a good friend of mine, we were both at, at work day at the time, and I was like, Jacob, where are you up to? Mm-hmm. He's like, um, I don't know, grabbing dinner. He's like, grab your, grab your dinner, meet me at the office. I need to just chat through this with, with a person. I need to whiteboard this, this, this whole thing out. And I still have the voice memo on my, my phone. We, we <laughs> sat down, and it was probably 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock at night. We were there, there till 2 in the morning, just whiteboarding the whole thing and, and talking about it. I, I recorded everything, and... You know, it was after that time we were calling friends, we were calling family, just making sure, you know, the, this idea, okay, is, is it real? Does it, does it have legs? Does it have potential? And uh, we were met with um, you know, overwhelming uh, optimism and, and positivity around it. And, you know, as we went home and, and I was, uh, as I was going back to the, the apartment that night, it was pretty clear, okay, that we might have something here. I might have something with, with this business idea, but... Like all ideas, it, it really comes down to execution mm-hmm. and, and actually taking the steps to build it. Well, life took its course. I got busy. I, I went out to Seattle, went from working 40 hours a week to 80. I was on the road all the time and really I'd had no time to, to put towards building the business. And, you know, when I, I, I came back home, when I came back to the to the Twin Cities with, with Google and then, of course, the pandemic hit, um, I, I, I finally, it just dawned on me, you know, th- this is an idea that I can't stop thinking about mm-hmm. i'd be on a plane out to boise i'd be on the train down to portland thinking about gosh if only i had five hours this week to to put towards building the business and it it, it finally hit me if i don't put in the time if i don't put in the effort i'll regret it forever mm-hmm. not not building the the business and to your point around gamble to your point around a, a risk of course there's risk involved right um in in both financial, but just time and, and you know, putting your, your name out there and your personal mm-hmm. brand. But 
um, you know, ultimately this is the, the time to do it. And yeah. um, it, it's something that, that I believe in and the, the team um, uh, behind Updo but believes deeply in the potential of, of what this could mean for folks. So, um, you know, it, there, there is risk involved, but you know, y you have to put in the time, you have to put in the, the time to execute across it and, mm -hmm. and, and, and build it. Definitely. Everyone, I've been telling a bunch of different people, I'm recording this podcast and this is what the app is and this guy's off. We've never heard of anything like this. So they've all been like, oh, I wish I would have thought of that or some, that's <laughs> crazy that someone is doing it. So to your point, like if you wouldn't have been the one to kind of take the action and make it happen, eventually it probably would have happened to someone else. And then right. you would have been kicking yourself. I had this amazing idea and I didn't go after it. Right. Exactly. I mean, it, it's ultimately, you know, when, when I'm you know, hanging up my boots at the, the end of my career and kind of looking back when I'm, you know, 50, 60 years old, what, what would I regret more? Would I regret the, the slight risk of, of building a company and, and seeing where it goes or would I regret not doing it? And yeah. it's the inaction that ultimately I decided that would be the biggest regret. So, mm -hmm. um, it, I, I mean, come, yeah, March, April of, of 2020, it was, it was really clear th this is what I want to do and this is what I want to dedicate my, my time to building. That's awesome. What has your support staff kind of been like? Or you mentioned some of the people that are working on this project with you and living with your parents for the while. Like, yeah. what has that support kind of been like or meant to you? Yeah, it, it's meant everything. Mm -hmm. It's meant everything. Um, you know, it, we, we can't control the, the hand of uh, cards were dealt from a family perspective, and I'm very blessed to, to have a support structure behind me. So, um, you know, being able to, to be at home, I mean, I never thought 25 years old I'd be living back with, with my folks, but I, I feel like so many of us during the pandemic, it, it put a lot. there. <laughs> yeah, right. And, yeah. and it put a lot in perspective as far as what's, what's important. So mm -hmm. um, incredibly thankful to, to have my, my family behind me, but um, outside of that, friends, right? Um, you know, I, I, I remember it pretty clearly back in, in April, uh, May timeframe last, last year, I, uh, I reconnected with, with an old friend of mine uh, from the honors program here at Iowa State. He was like, hey, you know, I, I might be going out on a, on a limb here, but curious if you have the bandwidth for a passion project. She was a, a brilliant graphic designer in school and ha has continued her career in, in, in that space. And she was like, okay, I mean, I'll, I'll hear you out. What's, what's the passion project? And I told her about the business. I told her about the business idea. And again, we didn't have a trademark. We didn't have a logo. We didn't have a name for the business. Mm -hmm. And she was hooked. I mean, within minutes, she was like, yep, I'm in. Let's <laughs> do it. And, um, you know, it, things took its course from, from there. We, we went and, you know, was able to wireframe out what, what the website might look like, what the app might look like, put together, you know, what, what, what are we going to call this thing? I have my, my dad to thank for the name. Mm -hmm. uh, we would go on walks as, as we, uh, we always do as a family. And it's like, okay, at some point we have to think of a name for this business. Of course. And my, my dad, he was like, well, what about, what about Updo? It's like, Updo? That sounds great. <laughs> and it was um, it, it, it kind of love at, at, at first sight, right, in, yeah. in terms of, of what that's going to look like. So, um, you know, it, it was just incredible, you know, over the, the, the next couple months, you know, putting the wireframes together, putting the logo together, getting the trademark, I mean, everything. It was uh, kind of cool to, to see it come to, to, to fruition and, mm -hmm. and, and, and see that. But, yeah, um, I, I mean, I incredibly thankful for, for the support from, from family, but, but also for friends, right? And, mm -hmm. and uh, the time investment folks have, have put into the business thus far. For sure. 
what does like the staff look like for something like this I don't know I've never I don't know the behind the scenes of mini apps you just go on your phone and it's accessible but what is kind of the legwork of what that team is yeah yeah so everything um and, and maybe maybe this is coming from a, a kid with two lawyers as parents um <laughs> but um everything starts and stops in, in uh, the the world of, of law right mm-hmm. and, and and just having that legal structure behind it so um you know having a, a legal team whether it's trademark folks, whether it's, um, you know, just kind of getting the, the blocking and, and the tackling done uh, around creating the LLC and getting the legal structure, right? Sure. So that's that's where you typically start. Um, and then, uh, of course, fr- from a product perspective, you have to, to have a, a design. So, you know, having a, a product um, kind of graphic design uh, arm of, of the business. And then, of course, that leads into development. So we, we do have a, a developer, a very good friend of mine, very good good friend of mine. We met here at Iowa State. Awesome. Um, and, you know, that that's another piece uh, that I, I, I do want to, to underline is everyone involved, from yours truly to our models and our photo shoots mm-hmm. in, in photography, right? Everyone has been a graduate from Iowa State. That's crazy. That's Everyone's so cool. a cyclone. It's incredible. Yeah. Um, such a, a unique story there. So, yeah, it, you know, so you, you have the, the legal structure, you have the, the, the product folks, um, and then, uh, of course, you have to have advertising and, and marketing, right? So, mm-hmm. um, you know, getting content, whether it's photo shoots, videos, we... Um, had a, a full filming day in, in January just filming, you know, different bits and pieces for, for advertisement and things like that that we're going to run and, of course, social media. So I, I, I was running that for, for the first bit but have been able to expand the team so I can kind of delegate that. And mm-hmm. and then, of course, y- you know, you have to have the, the person as kind of the, the face of the brand and, and you know, responsible for, for selling the vision. And that's where, where I come in. So mm-hmm. whether it's meeting with potential stylists and nail technicians and other beauty professionals who want to, to list their their services on updo or um, you know running the podcast and sharing their story for for the updo community and then of course um, you know getting the, the name out for for potential partnerships and in clients all, all around Madison and mm-hmm. in the greater Midwest yeah um, so you mentioned obviously that's so cool that the whole staff is Iowa State-based Cyclone alums. That's cool for me and obviously us just being in the community of Ames. Um, what had what had Iowa State provided you as far as mentorships or programming or anything that you were involved with during your time at Iowa State that kind of also supported what is becoming of this? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and when, when I go to, to answer that question, I can't help but think of uh, one of my, my favorite professors and closest uh, professors when, when I was in the College of Business was John Wong, mm-hmm. and he was the professor around sales. And I'll tell you, I, I, I came to Iowa State thinking I was going to go into engineering. That's what I wanted to do. I, I love the technology behind things and ended up falling in love with business and you know, I was kind of navigating those first couple years in the, the business school. Okay, do I want to go finance, supply chain? What What is that, that path going to look like? And mm-hmm. I had never really considered sales. I had never considered professional um, professional sales. And I ended up kind of going out on a, uh, on a limb and, and taking a class with, with John. And um, he, I guess, sales teacher, he sold me on the idea. And, mm-hmm. and it, it fell in love ever since, right? And you think about... You know, you can have the best product out there. You can have the, the tightest advertising and, and that, that vision, right? But mm-hmm. ultimately, if 
no one is going to sell the idea yeah and 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 explain the value of something um you know y y you as a, a company you won't succeed right so um i i would say that that course and, and that relationship with john was was foundational for for myself and foundational for for my career and it kind of set me on the trajectory of going into technology going into technology sales and falling in love with with that part of the business and then um you know of, of course that that leads into to building a business and being an entrepreneur so there's obviously a lot of steps that go into the building the business part but for the specific topic of this business has beauty been something that you were passionate about or um, i think i listened to one of the podcasts that was talking about just making sure that people feel the best they can about themselves yeah what has that kind of passion been like for the topic of all the tech-based stuff with the app yeah yeah absolutely so um I, in middle school and high school i went to an all-guys military school oh, in, in the <laughs> twin cities right so as you can imagine i had the same haircut like all of us who went to, to St. Thomas Academy mm -hmm. um, y you know you, you have the same exact haircut as, as everyone else you, you know you wear the uniform everything like that and it was when I graduated and came here that you know I kind of thought okay I'm going to grow my hair out and I'm going to go crazy with you know yeah. what, what that what that's going to look like and um, it, it was yeah when I was 18 19 years old I, I really fell in love with um, you know how important um, your your style is for your personal brand, mm -hmm. right? Um, you know, to your point, it, it makes you feel better, right? It's it's such an important part of not only your your appearance and and, and how folks perceive you, but mm -hmm. how you feel about yourself, right? Yeah. Um, so it, it's been a, a, an area of, of of passion for me uh, for for years. Um, you know, and and you know, outside of that, you, so that's on the client side, right? Mm -hmm. That's as someone who's who's receiving the services. But on the, the other side of, of the equation, for the folks who are providing those, um, you know, styles and things like that, it, they're, they're artists in their own way, right? Mm -hmm. a, a nail technician or, um, you know, someone who, who's cutting hair, they're artists and their medium happens to be hair. For sure. Um, and it, it's, it's a... It's a um, you know, you you think about the the work that goes into to being someone who can can put together a good style for mm -hmm. for for a client. Um, it takes years to get to that point. It's a craft, and mm -hmm. they work really hard at honing their craft. Um, so, ha have always been been fond of of the space. Have always, um, you know, found it to to be such a, a vital part of of us as as people. Um, mm -hmm. You know, ultimately, it's your brand, right? So. Um, it, it's always been a, a, a part that, that I've been in love with and, and certainly value. For sure. And then on the flip side of that, the comfort of being able to have those stylists come into the client's home. And I think that, as we've mentioned with COVID, there's, I, that's a huge kind of plus side to all of this is you're able to do it in an environment where you're safe and where you feel comfortable. You feel the most beautiful, perhaps, when they're coming in and doing the services. So at least for COVID, that's something I wouldn't have considered beforehand, but we've seen how much that can change somebody's life being in the comfort of their own home. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then when you think about, you know, it with a technology like like Updo, there's so many different use cases. You know, my, my mind goes to, you know, you, you have working parents, they have you know, two kids, you've got soccer practice, you've got theater, you've got you know, a lot of things going on. What if once a month, every Saturday morning, right? First Saturday of every month, you had someone come in and they can cut the whole family's hair, yeah. right? 
you know, you, you think about what, what, what that, that means for, for the family and what that means for, for the parents just to be able to take one, one stress out, out, out of their day-to-day lives of, of being a, a busy parent, right? Mm-hmm. Or you think about, you know, someone who's, um, you know, they're, they're pursuing a career, they're incredibly busy, you know, to have someone come in and you don't have to leave, you could be in your office, the, the list could, could really go on what that, mm-hmm. that means from a time-saving perspective, uh, just convenience. Um, and can go a long way. For sure. So right now, when you launch in July, what are the first kind of set of services that you'll be able to provide? And then what are some goals? I've read some different places that you're thinking about, like tattoos and massages mm-hmm. eventually, which mm-hmm. would be so cool. Um, but what will be like the starter pack kind of? Yeah, yeah, great question. And and that was, you know, us as a team, we were kind of thinking, okay, do we do we boil the ocean and, and just have everything right away? Mm-hmm. Or, or do we, we really kind of hone in on what the, the core services will be? And we decided on the latter, decided to, to stick with, um, you know, hair and, and nails to start. So we'll have, um, I, I've always kind of kind of thought, you know, three to five hairstylists to, to start for our soft launch in, in Madison and then mm-hmm. maybe around the same number of nail technicians. So we'll be starting with hair, starting with, with, with nails, and then, of course, expanding from there. To your point around tattoos and, <laughs> and massages, that's absolutely what we're, what we're thinking about. I mean, when you think about, I don't know, a, a, an NBA athlete or an NFL athlete or mm-hmm. someone who's a, a, a high-level celebrity, I mean, I, I would venture to, to say they rarely go to a tattoo parlor. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. That's right. Perfect. Yeah. Or they, they rarely go to a, a barbershop or a hair salon. I mean, Cristiano Ronaldo probably has a team behind him making mm-hmm. sure he looks uh, beautiful and, you know, all good to go. Yeah. So why not democratize the services that, that folks like um, folks like him or, or other celebrities or, a- or athletes can enjoy uh, mm-hmm. for, for your average person? And, um, you know, being able to have those services around you know, the not only your, your calendar and your time, but in the comfort of, of your home. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned that you're launching in Madison. Was there, I'm sure, a rhyme or reason to that location? Mm-hmm. What was that kind of decision-making like? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, kind of going back to uh, the, the legal foundation and, and the structure behind that, um, it, it's amazing to, to study how every state they approach at-home grooming, at-home beauty in, in different ways, right? So um, the the legal team and, and I, we've been heads down in, in, in studying, okay, state by state, where does it really make sense for us to, to plant our, uh, you know, the foundation of, of the mm-hmm. business? And um, as a Twin Cities native, I, I you know, I, I thought it'd be incredible to, to have Minnesota or, or, or Iowa even as as the, the foundational parts, foundational states for, for the business. But um, just in research, it became really clear that, that Wisconsin made the most sense, right? They were um, more open from a, a regulatory perspective and being able to, to serve folks and, right. and meet people where they are. So, um, you know, it, uh, of course, the, the legal foundation is there, but I'm personally very fond of Madison. Mm-hmm. A, a very good friend of mine from Iowa State, ironically enough, um, he went to pharmacy school in, in Madison, and I went out to, to visit him. and. Um, didn't know much about Madison, didn't know much about w- Wisconsin at the time, but really fell in love with the city. It's such a, a beautiful little spot. And, um, you know, you, you think about the, these different pockets of, of tech, different pockets of, 
the the Midwest where where the economies are, are taking off and, and folks are, are moving to Madison is at the top of the list I mean you think about obviously epic uh, you know they're they're out there but um, many uh, tech startups are, are starting in, in Madison so you have a, a chunk of the population that's uh, tech forward and, and more open to, to different ideas and um, you know, from a demographic perspective, it really kind of checks the boxes on everything that that we're we're looking to to, to you know have the use cases for. So, mm-hmm. you know, senior living, um, you know, it, a, a lot of folks they're starting young families, things like that. Um, so Madison overall, it checks a lot of boxes, and just thrilled to be there, excited yeah. to to have the launch there. Cool, and I'm sure whatever. I, I guess I'm trying to visualize what the app and how the process would look like. So I'm thinking about how DoorDash is or Uber or something mm-hmm. like that. But I'm sure it's like a you have a certain ratio that you can get out to or a location that they can have the range to be. Mm-hmm. So if you have 10 stylists, they can hit so many different areas of Madison. Yeah. Am I understanding that correctly? Yeah, absolutely. And and, and that's the beauty of, of Updo is if you're a, a, a stylist or if you're a nail technician, um, it's your business on up to mm-hmm. it's your business and you decide how far you want to go how many hours a day you want to put in how many clients you want to see my goal for the business is to you know similar to a you know a, a, a driver on on lift they never have to decide you know oh gosh I, I you know I'd love to you know give a, a, a ride to someone there's always someone in queue mm-hmm. with updo my my goal is to, to between marketing and, and, and you know sales and things like that to always have clients to um, you know connect with with potential stylists but it's um it, it's their business and, and they're running it on on updo so uh, however miles they want to put in on, on a given day it's totally up to them mm-hmm. and uh, they, they can really decide there so then once this too gets out into the world of grooming services it'll be it could be i'm working at this salon here but i need something to do on the weekends or i need a side Correct. gig or yeah. i'm really interested in traveling i would love to kind of get that experience and see this area more mm-hmm. so the potential for growth i mean is huge which is obviously exciting to you and your team mm-hmm. yeah yeah hands down and you know it d- to your point i mean w- once we get past this initial launch within Madison and, and thinking about expanding, of course, you know, different cities wi- within Wisconsin, whether it's Milwaukee or maybe Hudson, um, Illinois is the likely the next state that we'll expand down into mm-hmm. into Chicago and greater Chicago land area. Um, you know, the, the opportunities for growth to, to scale the business and, you know, to, to offer folks just more flexibility. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, wh- what's been uh, amazing about the, the journey thus far is, is meeting potential uh, beauty professionals who are, are interested in the app and thinking about the, the hours that they put in already working multiple jobs sometimes. If you could empower that person to, to make, you know, X amount of money every, every, every week, right? Maybe it's 500 to a thousand dollars a week that goes a long way for a person that yeah. goes a long way for a family so to be able to to expand your reach to to build your network within your your area um you know that that's the goal that's that's why we're here and just mm-hmm. so excited for for the opportunity for sure and it's kind of interesting too when we were talking about like the theme of innovation and how your qualities kind of align with that part of being an innovator also is giving others the opportunity to also be innovative. And mm-hmm. so by starting this and by creating this platform, you're not only providing a service and having something that doesn't exist exists, but mm-hmm. you are inspiring 
all the stylists to also go out and be their own business managers and come up with how they can make this innovative and it's still going to be their experience going out with all the clients like that would be a whole nother part of Mm -hmm. the whole project which is kind of what innovation is all about you're handing it down you're letting it get bigger and the idea continues so that's got to be fulfilling for you yeah yeah absolutely and you know what's been interesting too is you think about the the power of social media more specifically on the the instagram side for sure um, uh, stylists, beauty professionals all, all across the country, they use that platform as their resume, as mm-hmm. their, their working um, portfolio, if you will, of, of pri- you know, prior and past work. Um, you know, thinking about you know, uh, all the different styles that they'll post and, and, and clients and getting to know clients that way. So in, in many ways, each one of these stylists, they're running their business. They're, they're entrepreneurs in their own right. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, being able to, to bring them into the, the updo family and, you know, kind of spread their their story and you know, really be able to, to share their message with with potential clients. It's, yeah, extremely fulfilling for sure. So launching in July and then what are you kind of expecting or what are some goals that you have for this year with the um, launch of the app? Yeah. Yeah. It's a great question. Um, <laughs> in terms of, of expectations, um, you know, it, uh, of course, there, there's a, a certain level of preparation that goes into it, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's advertising and, and, and testing, okay, but, you know, let's try this messaging here and maybe that messaging there and seeing what really lands, what really sticks. Um, but o- overall, we're, we're coming in with, with an open mind, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and just ready to, to learn. Um, there, there's a, g- a great book. I, I can't remember the, the author, but the title is Lean Startup. And it's this idea of, you know, rather than trying to have all your, your ducks in a row, your, your I's dotted and T's crossed before yeah. you launch, go get the product out, go put in the market, and then continue to learn and refine as you go along. So we look at our, our Madison launch um, as that, that proving ground, as that learning ground where we can go, we can make mistakes if, if, if that's what, what needs to be done. We can have tremendous success, success if, if that's what, what needs to be done. But um, you know, more, more than anything, just learn and, and, and get things from a product perspective, get that tight, ready to go. And then that way, by the time we, we do launch and we do really go uh, outside of just Madison, uh, we'll have our skis under us and just continue that learning process. Exactly. What do you think has been the biggest challenge so far with getting ready to just have the launch happen? You want to get it out there and then be able to problem solve from there, but obviously there's been a lot of other challenges getting everything set up. So if you could pick maybe one that you want would want to share about just the challenge you didn't realize you'd have to think about or Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a really good good question. I mean, it Personally, uh, patience is something that I, I struggle with, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this has been something I've, I've dreamed of for, for years now, and, and we, we feel like we, we are so close, but you know, there's a, a couple more things to, to finish. So um, yeah, patience just around all the, the ups and the downs that, that comes with, with building a business and, and getting something off the ground. Um, but I, I, I'd say the, the biggest challenge is, is time right now right mm-hmm. I mean it, you think about uh, the the team and everyone who's who's been involved with with up to thus far um, many of us are working all of us are working full-time jobs yeah right so um, you know whether it's it's someone on the development side whether it's it's myself whether it's um, you know social media things like that um, 
you know, my, my friends and, and, and the team, they've been so generous with, with their time. Um, but things come up, right? The travel, uh, work gets crazy. Uh, so the, the biggest challenge thus far is just, um, you know, time and, and making sure that we're, we're pacing with our milestones and making sure that we're, we're getting things done in a timely manner. But that'd be the biggest challenge is, is, is really just around, you know, trying to, to continue the momentum while also juggling everything else that, that life has, has, has an order for us. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that the team that you have are also go-getter motivated to get this kind of thing going. And so I could see it be a challenge to sit during your full-time job being focused on what's going on there when you have this kind of elephant in the room it's like I want to be of course doing this and this is so much more fun or whatever more enjoyable more creative I want to put my energy towards that so I can see where that would be a major challenge yeah yeah absolutely but uh, you know at the same time it it, uh, you know from a, a perspective um level it um you know it whatever happens during the day or, or during our day jobs it's it's nice to know you know, we are, we're building this company the way we, we want it to be. Mm-hmm. And everything that we've learned in our careers thus far, we're putting those best practices into Updo, uh, shaping the vision, the brand voice. I mean, everything that goes into it. Um, you know, so, so there's, it, it, uh, of course, there, there's days where I, I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, gosh, if only I could work eight hours today on, yeah. on Updo. But um, yeah, it is what it is. And it's, it's really exciting. Mm-hmm. So this is just maybe a random question, but with building the brand and building kind of that network of everything, I noticed that you have started a podcast. Mm-hmm. What is kind of the goal of your podcast or who are some people that you're talking to to kind of get more of the updo mission out there and kind of tell more about your story and how this is all kind of come to fruition? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and I'll start by, by saying I, I think the the secret is certainly out when it comes to podcasting. Yes. Um, it, you know, people have, have caught on and, um, you know, whether it's, you know, kind of the, the old school guys like a Joe Rogan, right, mm-hmm. who have really kind of paved the way to, um, you know, each brand kind of having their, their voice, right, in, in their own podcast. I look at, um, you know, from a, a brand voice perspective and from a mission perspective, it's such a, a great way to, um, to, to show that and to explain this is why we're here, this is our mission, this is our purpose for being um, outside of, you know, a, a, an Instagram post or a t- tweet or, you know, something on social media where, where you're confined. This is open and, and long-form discussion, and, and I believe it's it's one of the best ways to, to, to show and, and, and to explain, um, you know, the, the purpose p- behind the business. So, um, from the very beginning, um, wanted to prioritize the podcast, prioritize us being able to, um, you know, to, to speak to our, our clients, speak to uh, the updoers, the the beauty professionals on the app, and um, you know, more more than anything, share share their stories, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, my my vision for 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 the app is every single stylist, every single nail technician, every single tattoo artist down the road they'll have a podcast episode where cool. I can sit down and interview them and, and share their story and kind of talk about, you know, how did you get started? How do you own your craft? How did you, you get better and build your business and things like that? Um, people, they're, they're selective about, you know, who they, you know, not only in, invite into their homes, but who they, they want to spend their money with, right? Mm-hmm. And um, you know, to, to show that, that side of folks, to show the, the human side, um, you know, there, there's no better way to do it than, than podcasting. 
which just goes to the whole point of like everything that we've been talking about. You're giving people the freedom to kind of be creative and express themselves through their look or through their style, but then also through the podcast, giving those stylists the opportunity to give a voice to what they've been doing and give a voice to their work. I didn't realize how big the podcasting world necessarily was until you kind of put it all together and you're saying the best kinds of conversations are conversations that you can have face to face and texting or social media or a post that you see only goes so far, but the personal element, which is all about what updo is, yep. will be fulfilled through that conversation in the podcast also, which is really cool. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And what what's what's great about it is it even though you and I are having the, the conversation right here, you know, someone could be listening to this episode when they're running, right? Mm-hmm. When they're going for a walk, maybe they're on their way to, to work and they're very much a part of this conversation. They're, they're right. here in this room. And, and that's what's so powerful about it is you can really, um, you, you learn, a, you know, from a, a founder perspective, why I'm here and why I'm so passionate about the idea. And then, um, you know, once we, we continue the momentum on, on, you know, sharing stylists and their stories and, and their purpose for being, um, you know, it's it's really powerful and just excited to, to share that. Yeah. Well, awesome. I don't know if I have any other points. If there's anything that I've missed that you want to go back to or that we didn't totally go over, we can have that space now, too. Yeah, um, I, I, I don't think so. I think we, we've covered just about everything uh, again. Um, we'll be launching in, in Madison in July. Really excited to, to have the, the roots of, of our business there. And, um, you know, the people in Madison have been so open and, and welcoming thus far and just excited to continue that momentum. Awesome. Well, to the point of what we were talking about with podcasting, I'm so glad that you were able to come and we were able to record this in person and kind of learn more about the product, learn more about the company, learn more about what will be. And I'm excited. I'm really, really excited to see how this takes off. And I'm mm-hmm. feeling a little bit like selfish of being like, oh, I could say that I still had this podcast before it takes <laughs> off and before it's all over the world and people know about it. I've been telling all my friends that this idea is just so cool and I'm excited to see where it goes. And eventually when it comes back to Ames, I'll be sure to use it yeah. <laughs> and then have this connection. So that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and that's what, what's been so cool about the, the whole journey thus far is it's grassroots, right? You mm-hmm. know, folks have been so generous with their time, but also, um, you know, me being able to, to lean on you know the, the Iowa State Network to, to get the word out, or, or you know other other folks and For other sure. groups. Um, just very thankful to to have it and, and excited to to be on the podcast. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Max. Yeah, thank you.